Welcome to the One Life Maps podcast. Here's your host and co-author of Listen to My Life, maps for recognizing and responding to God in my story, Sharon Swing. Hello, everyone. This is Sharon Swing. I'm so glad to be with you today. It's a special episode of the One Life Maps podcast because I've got a few things on my mind, given what's happening with the coronavirus. And I want to ask a few questions about that. But before I do, I'd like to invite you to a virtual experience of Listen to My Life. So if you've been thinking about joining in on the adventure of moving through Listen to My Life, Maps for Recognizing and Responding to God in My Story, this may be your time. Starting April 7th, we're going to be convening people from um, many different locations, maybe even from around the world like we did last time. And we are going to move through the process in 10 weeks. Now, it's a little bit fast-paced, but on the other hand, it's a perfect time to be able to dive in and do something like this when you might have a little bit of interesting space in your life that's created by a lot of other things being canceled. So I want to invite you to that. You can find out more at the onelifemaps.com homepage, and there'll be a link there on that homepage that talks um, about that virtual class that's starting April 7th, 2020. It'll take you to a landing page. It gives you all of the details. So the coronavirus, and this is just one of those interesting points in history where we're going to remember this. And I, I was thinking about the last time things felt so disrupted. And maybe for me, that was September 11th. So much uncertainty and so much fear and so much reaction. And people are going to do what they're going to do with things that happen like this and many others. But the thing that keeps coming to my mind, of course, we want to be able to take all the precautions we can because the last thing we want to do is become a vector. That's what they call a person who gets infected and then infects other people. And so even if we're not afraid of it, we have a duty to our fellow citizens to, um, and family members to be able to not get infected ourselves for the protection of others. And there's something about that that just speaks to my heart in terms of being healthy. Being healthy with our bodies, but also in our minds and our souls. Because sometimes things happen to us where we become toxic in some kind of a way. And when we become toxic, we also become contagious. When things are unsettled in our souls, when there's anger and bitterness and things that are unresolved. And I know this from firsthand experience. I've had some anger things uh, come into my life over the last few years that have taken some serious amounts of processing. And the last thing I want to do is be a hurt person that hurts people. And it doesn't matter how justified I want to feel about my hurt. My last thing I want to have happen is that I hurt people around me because of it. I want to be a light in the world. In fact, my, the name, when I ask God for my name, um, what he calls me, uh, 
several years back, I sensed that he was whispering to my soul that his name for me is Vibrant. And in so many ways, I want to live into that name and I want to make it more true of me all the time. And I love vibrant colors. I love to paint. I love to create. But I want to live a vibrant life as well, not only for myself, but for the benefit of the people around me. Because when I'm in that space of being vibrant, it changes the atmosphere. Now, whoever you're created to be, when you're at your best, you change the environment too for a lot of other people. So the condition of our soul, I want to just take into account the fact that your soul, your soul's health is contagious. So how do we take responsibility for that? Well, of course, we engage in spiritual practices. We take the time to process our own story so we know what we're taking with us and what we're leaving behind. We're sorting things out on a regular basis. So I want you to think about that. And also, this core question that I'm not even sure where I heard it. Who said it? It might have been Sybil because she has a lot of questions and things like this uh, that she says. And I Googled it and everything, could not find a source for this question. But it is, what does this allow? What a great question. What does this allow? Meaning, what does this circumstance allow? What do these conditions allow? What does this happenstance allow? What does this crisis allow? So here we are with the coronavirus. And some people have canceled a lot of things. There's a lot of large events that have been canceled, even church for this weekend and the foreseeable future have been canceled. Schools have been canceled. People's lives are being altered because they need to work from home. Uh, they need to, they think they need to buy a lot of toilet paper. <laughs> from what I understand, there's a lot of shortage with that. Um, there's all kinds of interesting behaviors that come out at this point in time, but there's a lot of reshuffling that happens. So maybe a lot of us are going to be at home, maybe alone more often, or maybe with our family more. Maybe we're going to have to share our space in some different ways. So if you have more time, you're not doing a commute, maybe things will slow down a little bit. And what will you do with that time? What will this allow? So instead of being irritated and inconvenienced, um, what might this allow? What might be something that we can turn this into good for? Now, hopefully you won't be getting sick. I'm really hoping that that's the case. And I want us to be compassionate and pray for the people who are at risk and those people who are already sick and some people who are, um, you know, facing questions of whether or not they're going to survive this. But what does this allow? What will this experience do in us and through us? So have we accepted the fact that 100% of us will all die someday? 
And what do we want to do with this one wild life that we've been gifted? To quote a piece of Mary Oliver, what will, I, what will we do with this one wild and crazy life? What does it mean to make the most of this day and this string of days? What does this mean in terms of how we can serve others? So the more fearful we are, the less we have our eyes on what the people around us need. So I'm wondering today, how might we lift our eyes to see what's happening to the people right next door? Do they need something from us? If they run out of toilet paper, will we share? <laughs> will there be an opportunity to be of help, be of comfort? Maybe there'll be a little bit more time to make a phone call and ask people how they're doing, to check in on them, to let them know we care. What will this allow? Maybe the time will allow you to read a few more books. What will you choose? What might feed your soul? If there's more quiet in your house than there has been for a while, what will you do with that? Can we create places of solitude in our own homes where we can have a little more elbow room to let God get a word in edgewise? What will this allow? So, while everyone's making preparations and really paying attention to making sure that themselves as well as the family that they might live with are taken care of, what else do we need to have happen? What does this allow? This is an unprecedented, unprecedented pause for many people. Then there are a lot of people that are on the front lines of this doctors and nurses and people who do cleaning services, people who do delivery services, our police and first responders of all different kinds, people who are in medical supply. This is going to be a crazy busy season for them. How can we serve them? How can we be praying for them? What does this allow? Okay, we're not going to see people at church this weekend. Even midweek Bible studies and alpha programs and things like that at church are being canceled. So what kind of additional effort do we need to take? Do we need to pick up the phone and make a few phone calls just to have a personal conversation with people? Maybe that will allow something different to happen in our relationships than what might have happened before. What might have happened if we just saw them in passing at church or at work, whatever else. It's an opportunity for those of us who are still going to work to ask, how are you? How are you really doing? How is this affecting you? So let's be listening ears to one another along the way. So what does this allow? If I give you a minute here just to think about it, to ask God, for you today, what does this allow? What comes to mind?
maybe we can pause even more often than we normally do and ask, what does this allow? What does this allow, Lord? Show me the way. Maybe we'll learn a little bit more about what it means to recognize and to respond to God in their stories in the midst of this time. Maybe that's what this will allow. So I leave you with those thoughts for today. I hope and pray that you will be safe, that you will be healthy, that those around you will be safe and healthy. And if there is sickness, I pray, Lord, that you would heal. I pray that you would protect. But most of all, I pray that you would use this time, this unprecedented time, to do some work in our souls. Make us people of light and hope and grace. Make us generous people. Lord, these are the things I pray. Show us what this allows for, what we need to make room for. Mm. In Jesus' name, amen. And if you have any ideas about this, go to the One Life Maps, um, the, the Facebook page. Actually, it's called Listen to My Life, Maps for Recognizing and Responding to God in My Story. Go to that Facebook page and leave a comment or a question, or a suggestion, or tell a story about what this is allowing for you. Let's talk to each other. Let's be in community. And let's see what happens. Thanks, everyone, for listening to the One Life Maps podcast. You know, we do this ministry on kind of a shoestring. It makes enough money to keep itself going. But uh, we have some plans, and we always have um, a little bit of a tenuous uh, arrangement with our finances. God always allows us to just have enough, it seems. So I'm hoping that maybe you'll consider um, helping us out with uh, becoming a Patreon subscriber for One Life Maps. Patreon is a place where you go online and you agree to make a monthly gift of any amount. It's $5 is the minimum we have set up there, but we'd love to have you consider doing more if you'd like. In exchange, we provide audio meditations as a thank you gift, and those audio meditations have been a gift to a lot of people, and maybe they will be for you too, as you create some space in this season. If you'd like to do that, go to www.patreon.com forward slash one life maps that's www.patreon.com forward slash o-n-e-l-i-f-e-m-a-p-s.com so once again thanks so much for listening join us for that april 7th virtual class if you'd like we'd love to have you join us many blessings everyone this is Sharon Swing signing off. Have you thought, I don't know myself anymore? Have you wondered, is there something more? Are you at a crossroads in life and asking, which way will lead me toward expressing more of who I am made to be? Are you looking for a way to understand the restlessness you feel inside? 
Are you seeking a deeper spiritual life and desire to rediscover who you are through God's eyes? You're ready for the life mapping experience of Listen to My Life. Go to onelifemaps.com to purchase your portfolio of visual life maps. While you're there, check out our upcoming virtual coaching groups, live workshops, and options for you to facilitate the Listen to My Life experience with others. That's onelifemaps.com. O-N-E-L-I-F-E-M-A-P-S dot com.